Mel Herbert here for Elon Daily, part of your talking Tesla network of shows, as it were. It's August eh, 22nd, Thursday. That's right. And let's start off with a little article from Teslarati, shall we? We love those guys. This article is about a Japanese auto critic, Hitoshi Sensei. I guess he's a very important auto critic there in the Japans. Well, the Japans are just about to get the Model 3, and he's been uh, reviewing the long-range version of the Model 3, one of the first versions that came out here in the United States. And basically, it's all glowing. He says this is a very different car than anything that he's experienced before. From the sort of the iPad-like experience in the dash, to the speed of the acceleration, to the handling. He loves this car. He loves this car a lot. He thinks uh, that it is going to do very well in the Japanese market. And this is sort of just echoing what every other car critic has done for the last few months, which is to say that the Model 3 is an outstanding car, despite what you may have heard on the interwebs from other haters that are trying to drive down the uh, price of Tesla stock or whatever it is that they're doing. You just can't get around the fact that the Model 3 is an outstanding car. Now, I've got a question for you. Now, this is a very difficult one that starts with a joke. This is actually from Clean Technica. And the joke goes like this. What is bright orange has six wheels and sleeps four? And the answer is a state highway department truck. Okay, that's a poor joke and probably not fair. But there is this big green machine, and this big green machine is enormous, and it's called, and I don't really know how to pronounce this, the Electro Dumper. It's a 45-ton dump truck. It's got a 600-kilowatt-hour battery pack, and what this giant thing does, it's got like 6-foot-tall wheels, it's about 14-foot wide, it's about 14-foot tall, and what this thing does is it carries rocks and the stuff. You know, it's one of these giant dump trucks that you would find at a mine, for example. Well, guess what? This is a perpetual motion machine. This thing has never had to be charged. Well, I had to get charged the first time, but it's never been charged since. And can you work out why? So it's got a 600 kilowatt hour battery pack and they don't have to charge it. Can you think? This is a little mind test. Just think, how could that possibly be? This thing goes up and down the mountain all the time and carries enormous weights and has never been charged. And in fact, They actually suck charge out of it every day because, you know, they've got excess. How can this possibly be? You're thinking about it? Okay, you're right. Of course, that's what it is. I didn't actually work this out, but uh, some people I know that are very smart did. So what happens here is you've got this giant truck, right? And you uh, fill it with charge the first time and you take it to the top of the mountain and then you fill it with tons and tons of rock and then you drive it down the mountain and you use regenerative braking and you take all of that potential energy from taking these giant rocks from high up on the mountain to the bottom of the mountain and you use that to charge the truck and then you drive it back up and you do it again and in fact this thing is so efficient that they do bleed off energy from it and it has never been charged again it's just kind of amazing They said that this thing here, let me get this here, it takes about 20 trips a day and creates more than 200 kilowatt hours of surplus energy every day or 77 megawatt hours a year. By contrast, an equivalent dump truck powered by a diesel engine would consume 22,000 gallons of diesel fuel and spew 196 metric tons of carbon into the atmosphere every year. That's amazing. Uh, That's incredible. That's uh, what I'm talking about. So not only are you not expending energy 
with these giant loads. You're actually creating energy and then you can use that energy for other stuff. This is really very cool. Go check out the article. It is a big green electric dump truck that's using potential energy to make energy and store it into its lithium-ion batteries. Now that's what I call renewable. And I guess we could extrapolate this and say this is a new way to charge your car. So you could take your Model 3 up to the top of, I don't know, a big mountain, Mount Whitney, and then fill it with as many rocks as you can, and then drive it down and get all that energy back, and then drive it back up. And this is just be like, who was that poor person? Was it Sisyphus? Have to do the same thing every day to charge it up? Anyway, I'm just saying, it's a new way to charge your car. Yes, it was Sisyphus. It was Sisyphus. In Greek mythology, it was Sisyphus. And then in Egyptian mythology, it's a slightly different name. But this person, this is a great one. He was published for his self-aggrandizing craftiness and deceitfulness and uh, was forced to roll an immense boulder up a hill only for it to roll down the next day, repeating the action for eternity. Self-aggrandizing and deceitfulness. Hmm. I can think of somebody else that should be rolling boulders up and down giant hills right now. I'm just saying. So what's America's first airport to be 100% solar-powered? That's right, it's Chattanooga Airport. And that's interesting because Chattanooga used to be the dirtiest city in America, according to some 1969 study. It was a terrible place, terrible, terrible place. But now they've got this new solar, it's about 3 megawatts. They've also done these efficiency things, so now they're 100%, the first American airport to be 100% powered by solar panels. And there's lots of pretty pictures here in Clean Technique, and you should check it out. We want to see more of this, much more of this, a lot more of this. It's pretty cool. And did you hear about this? And it's not good. You know how Walmart has been putting on solar panels on its you know, many hundreds and hundreds of stores? I think it was 240 stores. Well, you know who put those on? Tesla. And you know what happened? Apparently they had seven fires because these things weren't put up there correctly. They weren't grounded correctly. And understandably, Walmart's a bit ticked off. And not only do they want, you know, some help with the cash for those fires, they want to take them off all 240 stores so that they don't burn down, which seems to me pretty reasonable. I don't know what Tesla's response to this is, but that is terrible. That if they were using uh, people who didn't know what they're doing, which is what this lawsuit's suggesting, and that they've started fires because they didn't know what they were doing, it's very bad. And they should take them down because you don't want your Walmart to burn down. Now, I'm not sure you should be in Walmart anyway because, you know, they don't treat people very well. But still, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is a problem for Solar City. Solar City's had some huge issues. And then Tesla bought them. And now they're Tesla's problem. And one wonders, as many people did at the time, was this a really good purchase? Although it allows vertical integration, oh, the solar industry is very difficult, particularly if you're not putting them on properly and you're potentially burning people's houses down. This is not good advertising for Tesla Solar. Let me tell you. And on that cheery note, my name's Mel Herbert. The show's Elon Daily. It's part of the Talking Tesla Network. And we'll speak to you tomorrow. Herbert out. No, no, no. I can't do it. I can't end on that note. I think we're going to have to have a little bit of cleansing ABBA uh, before we go.